Hey everyone, today is Tuesday, the 22nd of August, 2017. This is The Gap, episode 384. I'm Luke Laurie, Job Gore is here, chewing away. How you going, Job? Tuesday. I'm chewing because it's Tuesday, don't you know? Chewing Tuesday. <laughs> you know, alright, you gotta stop that, seriously. No, I'm just How kidding. else am I supposed to eat corn chips? Uh, get like That's a, a straw and mash it and then put some liquid in there and just throw a straw. That's like, I think texture is one of those key elements to a corn chip. Would you buy a pizza that was described as, as crispy? Crispy. Um, n- no, I don't think so. No, it's not really an appealing word. I don't like... I mean, Crispy, like, I guess. But, no, right. I, I don't eat cri- thin and crispy ones. I like them. No, because it's garbage, right? Yeah, I like the base to be a bit soft. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't want you don't want crispy. No, I don't want toast with some fucking cheese on it and salami and shit. That's not what I'm doing. Exactly. No, exactly. Well, I was having to say. Someone <laughs> was like, "Oh, I buy my pizza from this place called Crispy, and it's the best pizza of all time." Yeah. I'm like. They, they don't even know what the fuck to call a fucking pizza joint, right? Like, no, crispy is not a fucking descriptor of pizza, right? Saucy. Call it saucy. I love a saucy pizza. Or, uh, I don't know, delicious. Slices. I like slices. Slices is my local pizza joint. Mm-hmm. Crust makes sense. Yeah, makes uh, sense. Domino's doesn't make any fucking sense, but... I don't think it's about that. I think it was about something else. I don't really know the, you know, the etymology. Well, if you took, if you get two boxes and put them together, it looks like a domino. You're just looking at the fucking logo of Domino's. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> you think there's some other meaning to it? Mm-hmm. All right. Oh well, yeah. No, if you put two boxes together and open the the lid, or just like fold them back, it looks like a domino. Because the circles are the one. What circles, motherfucker? The pizza's a circle. It's just an overly large circle. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So, do dominoes come with like one and one, one, one dominoes? I don't know. Yeah, isn't that a two? Is it? Yeah, I think so. Isn't a I one guess. a one with a empty, and then a two would be two ones? They have empties. Yeah, one is an empty, isn't it? I don't know, mate. On one side, you've got a one, and the other one's empty, or it can be whatever it wants to be. Is that how that works? I've not played Domino's in a long time. I, I've eaten Domino's. Domino's I is great. Say I have ever played Domino's to be precise. Like I don't know that in the <laughs> correct sense I have ever really played Domino's. So, well, I couldn't. Uh, I can't tell you the rules. Yep. All I know is that it's got what they kind of look like. If you'd asked me like 20 years ago, maybe I could tell you. Why? Were you fucking Slim or something? You were fucking down on the fucking corners hustling dominoes or some shit. (laughs) That was what I was doing. You're on the the game, baby. You're on the game. Yeah. But now, now you got nothing. Now I'm I'm just selling PUBG crates. That's what I do. That's what I do too. That's how we make our cash money. Yeah. We, um, we shut down the Patreon. We don't need it anymore. We're making <laughs> fucking PUBG money. Real money. If Real you, money. I, I think if you work it out to like game time spent 
versus the amount of money we're making out of it, it's not a lot. Mm. <laughs> it that is extremely is a lot. good point. Let's, shall we do some calculations right now? Uh, that's No, that's a bad idea because the crates actually cost different amounts of money as well. And? I guess you could factor in all of them, like the total. So it starts off at like 700 PUBG points. I don't know what they're called. Um, yep. And then it goes up from there, right? To like 1,400. Then I think it keeps doubling or not even. No, it doesn't double, does it? It just keeps. They just keep throwing random numbers in there, I think. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, man, I had it. I had it. 443 times 60, right? What we're going to. Oh, no, we'll just do it that way. Uh, 1417 divided by 443. Mm-hmm. Baby, I'm making three, three point one, nearly, nearly 3.2 cents an hour. So that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't stress about me. Okay. <laughs> You're making that much. I'm making a bit more because I get more kills and all that. You're not making, you're not making shit. Oh, what are you talking about? I'm making shit, mate. You're wasting all your crates on on pretty things, okay? Meanwhile, Captain Jobo, whose character is always naked, he's got no no worries. He's got no he's all these crates hmm. are revenue. That's all revenue, baby. You're like buying blue shoes and shit. I know. I sold some blue shoes last night, but that means you're opening crates. Yeah, but that was a profit decision right there. No, it was a fucking gamble, is what it was. <laughs> That's profit, Job. I doubled my money. Look, all I know is I've got 15 fucking Steam dollars sitting in my fucking Steam account right now. Yep. And I didn't do anything to get them, except I bought some crates and sold them. Hmm. And the turnaround was very quick. Yeah. Robots, man. Robots are getting them. Why? Because then they wait for them to go up, I think. I don't know. It's the Russian mob uh, are, like, knee-deep into the Steam marketplace. This is what they do. Okay. I like where you're going. Explain more. That's- I can't explain more because I don't want to get in trouble. They're listening. You can't- you can't tantalize me with crazy rumors about the Russian mob and then decide to, like, eject when you're too scared to go on, okay? I have talked about the Belarusian mob- and well, the tanks dozens of times. Yeah. So they're, they're feeding their all, all this drug money and corruption money into Steam. And then they're buying crates and then selling the crates. And then they're using like Steam hats, like Counter-Strike hats. Yep. They're like feeding all that money into that. And then it's coming out the other end. It's all clean money now. It's untraceable. That's what they're That's- doing. That's flawless. How did yeah. you find out about this? I, I can't tell you. You have to tell us. No. We need sources. Sources? Uh, an anonymous source told me. Two of them. There you it's go. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Two yep. sources. Yep. One sources. of them might be a pizza source. A pizza source? Yep. What, which which kind though? Tomato? Barbecue? Uh, cream like fresh. Or shit. Yeah, I like, it's great. On chicken. You like white sauce. Oh yeah. Oh, my God. On You're the chicken awesome. pizzas with the little tomatoes and, like, the 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 leaves. I don't know what leaves they put on there, but they're tasty. Spinach. Spinach. That's it. You know what I'm talking about. 
Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty good. It's like Cajun. It's like a Cajun pizza. It's good. No. It's great. Anyway, I'm getting hungry. I just ate, but... Um, I'm still eating. You're still eating, yes. This, this is how we got here. Uh, let's talk about your PC. It's Well, last week, we had fucking audio issues, thanks to whatever happened on my end. Uh, yep. We finished recording, and then the day... <laughs> Uh, I went to go put the podcast up and I, I was listening to it. I was like, oh, all right, fair enough. As soon as I, I threw it into the um, the application we used to put it all together, I knew something wasn't right because I could see it straight away. I was like, oh, shit, this isn't good. Um, so, yeah, my audio was not recording for some reason, but Job's was. Um, I, I remember last week I was talking about how I'd switch headphones and all this other stuff. Yeah. I think I think that was to do with it, maybe, or right. the application maybe just uh, botched up for a moment. So, luckily, we've learned our mistakes from the past. Job had a copy and sent it to me and we fixed it all up. It should be a bit better tonight. So, fingers crossed. We've checked that all out. Anyway, uh, you're building a new PC or, or have built a new PC. I built it. It's here. It's I, arrived. Uh, I bought all the parts. They were supposed to arrive last week. They did not which was annoying as balls, but, uh, yeah, they did not arrive. And, uh, so yeah, I, uh, they arrived yesterday, the, the final part. So I still needed my case. I needed my Ram and I needed a power source unit, um, or power supply unit, rather power source, unit, whatever. And, um, so the last bits arrived and, uh, my twin brother had come down on a surprise trip. Uh, it was a surprise to everyone, including myself. <laughs> um, but I quickly put him to work putting the uh, the computer together while I was doing some actual work. PUBGing. <laughs> making money. Playing, yeah, like making my three cents an hour, baby. And uh, yeah, he... Um, no, we, we both put it together. It was actually... So I knew, I knew it wasn't going to be difficult because I've, you know, built lots of pcs Mm -hmm. uh and it isn't it isn't hard like if you're listening at home and you've ever wondered if you should leap in and i feel like our audience is probably the sort of audience who is already of the opinion that like fucking fuck it i'll just make my own pc but you know if you're just if you're new to the podcast or you're you're on the fence about building a pc it is it has literally never been easier like specifically it was too easy and i could not believe it was that easy and so i was like googling shit i was like it was so easy that i was googling shit to make sure i wasn't fucking it up which is like usually you'd google shit to make sure you're not fucking it up because it's too hard and you're like oh maybe i'm doing this wrong i i thought i was doing it wrong because it was fucking way too easy I'm like, nah, it can't, it cannot possibly be as easy as it is. Like putting the fucking, the CPU in and securing it, like it was, it was, it was like moments. Uh, and for whatever reason, the motherboard I got, like, so I bought a, an 1800X, an AMD, uh, I've shifted to AMD, uh, like for the first time ever, basically. But, um, Yeah. The, uh, I got this 1800X. I got a mid-range motherboard, not an amazing one, not a bad one, not not a budget one, but like not, nothing like spectacular or anything. Uh, yeah, the the 
like motherboard didn't have you know when you put the cpu in it's supposed to have like a little triangle to indicate which direction it's supposed to go yeah it didn't even have that but that didn't matter because it's like slotted in without even fucking like any problems they're just Mm. like plonk and i'm like nah 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 i've put this in the wrong way or something something's gone wrong here i fucked this up for sure holy shit i can't handle this i google it and installing the cpu the video the first video i found was 11 seconds long and i started playing it and it was slowed down to half speed because it was that it's that quick and they played sounds of what i think was hentai (laughs) over the back of it uh just i guess just to make it more interesting because it was literally just plonk uh installing the ram you can't you like specifically cannot fuck up installing ram anymore i mean i guess you could maybe not i don't know if you read the book you're never gonna fuck it up but uh like read the book for your motherboard it'll tell you which channels you want to chuck the fucking ram in but yeah uh or like, like you could jam it in there and just keep trying to jam it and it would like because it's only going to go in one way right yeah, it only but, goes in one way, so you would have to really fucking... You'd really have to fuck shit up. <laughs> you'd have to try to fuck shit up. But the, I guess the other thing is you're supposed to split. You're not supposed to go in channels side by side. You're not supposed to go, yeah. like, yeah, one, two, three. Like, if they're if you've got four, like, RAM slots and they're numbered one, two, three, four, you're supposed to put them in one and three, not one and two or, or mm-hmm. anything like that. Yeah. I guess you can sort of fuck that up, but it, I, I, I don't know. If you read the book, you wouldn't fuck it up. Uh, I didn't have to read the book to know it. I just, I read the book to find out which one was fucking number one, but I don't think that would have mattered down the track anyway. I just wanted to make sure. Um, yeah, you, like even the, even the case I bought, like I am not a tidy person. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a tidy person. I've never, you know, claimed to be a tidy person. But cable management with this case is even too easy. It's, like, ridiculous. All the cables are always hidden and all this kind of shit. So there's perfect fucking cable management at all times. And it comes with all the bits you need and fucking whatever. Like, it's it's ludicrous. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was all going really well. Like, going way faster than I expected. I'm like, plonk, plink, plank. Uh, everything's slotting in well, perfect. Uh, and then I had to go to squash. And jokingly, I said to my brother, who was like staying behind, staying here while I was going to play squash, uh, I said, "Ha! So anyway, uh, if you want dinner, you will have this computer finished by the time <laughs> I get back." Ha 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 ha! Jokes. Anyway, I get back, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I finished it. It's all plugged in. It's done." And I'm like, "What?" He's like, yeah, yeah, I did it. Because he said I wouldn't get dinner. I'm like, I was joking, obviously. I'm not like a monster. I'm not like a I'm like a villain from like a Roald Dahl novel. So you you would have gotten to eat regardless. But yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm like, cool. Okay. I slot it underneath my desk and plug it in and plug all the bits in. And I turn it on and nothing. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus, what have we done? What? Oh, what have... Oh, God. And, uh, yeah. So, he didn't plug in mobile power. He didn't plug in CPU fan, CPU power, or the power to the graphics card. Mm-hmm. Don't need any of that. Don't need it. What's it running on? Um, Magic? 
Yeah, actually, it's it's magic. It's that easy to build a thing. No, uh, I had to plug all that shit in. Uh, and I had to do it all while sitting underneath my desk. Yeah, he was just trying to save you energy, like money. That's true. And it would have been pretty energy saving, to be honest. But uh, yeah, so I had to do it like as opposed to just, you know, in a little workstation setup that I'd put together uh, to make the computer. Um, I had to do it while crammed underneath my desk, uh, which was a little bit uncomfortable, but that's okay. It didn't really matter. Uh, plugged all, he didn't plug all the hard drives in either because he couldn't find any extra starter cables. So um, uh, I found some extra ones of those and plugged all my like drives in and yeah, that's it. Turn it on. Bingo, bango, done. Uh, Windows did a thing where it was recognizing the drives and uh, like uh, coordinating itself with the fucking new motherboard and uh, I had to reactivate Windows but that was it hmm. donezo too easy um, yeah it was really easy oh the other one the other crazy easy bit mm-hmm. was uh, putting the heatsink on so I got a just a air cool fan. Oh, I don't want to do liquid cooling yet because I'm not really going to overclock it at this point in time. So I'm like, it's a bit of a waste. Um, so yeah, I, I like I go to put it in. I needed to get a special bracket to mount it, which was a little bit complex. But uh, so I, I YouTubed how to install the bracket the best way and whatnot, just to make sure I was doing it correct. Hmm. And. Uh, Every single, like, I watched one, and, uh, yeah, they install the bracket, and then they go to install the um, fan, and they put, like, a dot of thermal paste in the center of the CPU. Yeah. And then they just plonk the fucking heat sink on top of it. Mm-hmm. And then they screw it in. I'm like, hang on. No way. These, these people aren't doing this shit, right? I'm supposed <laughs> to spread the fucking thermal paste down. I'm not fucking, I'm not going to listen to this noob. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. I will watch another video. So I'll watch another video. And this dude, just a little pea-sized bit of thermal paste in the center of the fucking CPU and plonks it down. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? These motherfuckers do not know how to apply thermal paste. They don't even have a fucking credit card out. What the fuck? This is ridiculous. So, uh, yeah. Wait, wait, what's the credit card for? Credit card so you can spread it as thin as possible. Oh, my the God. Perfect thinness. All right, and, all right. Uh, Anyway, so I, like that actually added like half an hour to me installing this shit because eventually I got to this video and it was like, uh, what's the best way to apply thermal paste? Hmm. Uh, the P, the cross, the line, or the rice, or the spread. And uh, yeah, turns out, yeah, you just do a little dot. I'm like, well, fuck. That's so easy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what I did. That's so good. You're so lucky you didn't just ignore that and we're like, fuck it, I'm going to put the whole tube in there. <laughs> would have been a mess. I would have been bad. Yeah. But yeah. So that's cool. Everything's working though now? Everything's working. Sweet. How's everything run? Uh, good. No like real noticeable difference except for Adobe Premiere. Like blasts. It is so quick at making videos now, like rendering the video now. It's crazy. Hmm. Um, yeah. Didn't feel like I noticed that much of a difference in PUBG. Well, yeah, uh, it's not optimized yet. Okay. It's not. So, yeah. 
I'm going to have to like, pick something to play that I'll, I'll feel the difference in. Fire up like Wildlands or something. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So I'm pretty happy with it. I'm pretty happy with, you know, the, the build effort and all that kind of stuff. Next uh, next part is I have to take all the parts out of my old HTPC. Okay. Uh, all the like hard drives and stuff. And then I dump them in my old, the shell of my old PC and use that as opposed to because then I can um, I can just go straight off the uh, I don't need a, like a graphics card anymore I can yep. just do it straight off my CPU okay. the inbuilt graphics will do everything I need so yeah I'll, I'll lower my power footprints I suppose mm-hmm. so yeah good times awesome sounds good yep um uh, yeah all right let's talk about some games games. Video games yeah what do we got here uh darkwood you talked about this the other day with me it's a um like an indie game or something right you downloaded yeah yeah so i think i backed darkwood like years ago maybe like ages and ages ago uh, on indiegogo so uh so i was trying to remember this eight like the other day on the discord but uh there's this game called project zomboid yeah i talked uh, about it yes uh you did you added the joke sorry continue what <laughs> you were gonna do my joke were you i wasn't gonna do i don't actually remember how your joke went i just uh, remember that it annoyed the fuck out of me and <laughs> yeah so i uh, like back when project we were into project zomboid um yeah I was actually, you know, sort of into the concept of the top-down survival game. I thought it was a neat way to look at the world and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I wound up picking up this Darkwood game off Indiegogo as, like, it was like an alternative to Kickstarter or whatever the fuck. And uh, it released, like, last week. And uh, it's less, I think, survival game and more horror game. It is some shit, hey? It's um freaky-deaky. Uh, it does this really good job of developing this atmosphere of foreboding, impending doom. Um, yeah, it just sort of like really feels like it's, uh, I don't know. You, you get, I was getting freaked out. So it is, it's a top down survival game. You sort of start off and you, learn how to interact with the world and all this kind of stuff uh it doesn't really tell you much uh just sort of just enough to get by but the basics are you're in this wood and the trees are growing in on this village and like constantly closing over the top of it Mm -hmm. uh and like strangling out this village basically and you're in the village and uh, I won't go too further into details because I don't want to spoil anything. But, uh, yeah, there's, like, there's stuff around and it's scary and whatever. And, yeah, the, the like, one of the things that I really appreciated about it was that I was feeling, like, there's, there's no real jump scares or anything. There's just, like, it will, it actively tells you about scary shit. Hmm. It'll be like, uh, I don't want to, like, your guy will think, I don't want to go in there. Um, I know what's behind that door 
And you're like, okay, so there's something terrifying behind that door. And then eventually you've got to go behind that door and you're like, ah, for fuck's sake. And so when you, when you go in there, it's like, you know, something's coming and then it's still really fucking scary because it manages that fucking atmosphere of dread so specifically and so really like so well Mm -hmm. that uh, it doesn't matter if you know what's coming. You just sort of get, yeah, like tense. And uh, yeah, like it, I don't know. It's hard to go into with too many, too much details because yeah. like, I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to rob the game of anything. I think it's like worth a look 100% uh, because it, it is like this really well done horror story um and it is an interesting perspective like i think removing it up to this top down sort of sense like this top down viewpoint really changes the way you inter like experience the world and it's it's an interesting one for me because i i've always i've been thinking for a long time that like first person is the perfect way to represent horror because it is the like that most that's specifically most immersive or VR even or oh, yeah VR up. yeah definitely um yeah it's and and like but that's like so first person is more immersive than third person um this is even further removed than like uh third person is it's, it's like all the way removed it's removed to this top down view but it's still like really ultra engaging because you I, I guess in a way like it, it does interesting things with how it like treats your line of sight and stuff so things you can still like you see all of that all of the house that you're at but you can't see inside of rooms where you don't have line of sight and it will open, like it will shine lights on these rooms as you open the door and stuff like that. And the way it uses that to reveal stuff is very uh, clever. And, and it use like, it's a way to use that perspective to, uh, to, I don't know, scare people, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and robbing you of like when, you know the power in the house goes out or whatever um you know the, the light goes away and suddenly yeah you you've got like significantly less um ability to see anything you know like the the view shrinks significantly and yeah you can only see whatever your torch can shine on or whatever the fuck but you're still trapped in this top-down perspective which is uh, really cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just really clever. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it's definitely more horror than it is survival, but it does get into survival eventually. And from like in that sense, uh, it's so fucking hard. Uh, but it's not like it doesn't feel like tedious the way I felt about. Uh, the long dark like it feels like you're 
it feels more like the wild eight where you're hmm. just sort of barely getting enough to get by yeah and at the same time sort of learn what's going on you know and learn a bit more about this world and as you learn more about the world you also learn more about how to exist in the world and stuff like that um yeah i don't know it's it's awesome it's really scary like properly scary and yeah i scare pretty easy but still yeah so what is it's all story based stuff is it and you're kind of just moving from area to area no no where it's just purely like you start and if you die you start again yeah Uh. um it's survival based so you're sort of location bound and um yeah you you are you're exploring more and more of this world but that doesn't mean you're necessarily moving on or anything i don't want to like it's it's tough it's tough to talk about because it's it's one of those games where the less you know going in the better it is the more you know that that sense of unknowing adds to the atmosphere of dread yep and so i don't want to go into too many details but um yeah it's a complicated and punishing survival game but it's far more horror than it is survival yeah yeah cool sounds interesting yeah yeah cool yeah get it it's uh 13 bucks too yeah 13 bucks or you 15 buy it with your fucking great money baby great money yeah yep cool alright what else we got here um should we talk about Rainbow Six Siege oh uh, yeah yeah why not um I think everybody that listens to this show knows we're pretty big fans of it um but over the weekend we went and checked out the ANZ Invitational which was uh, a big tournament hosted by ESL in partnership with Ubisoft and they got like they've been running this tournament where I think it's eight of the best teams in Australia have uh, been competing for a uh, uh, for some prize money and some bragging rights. Um, so we went and watched the final on the weekend, which was uh, Atletico Esports versus uh, Corvide. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And it was some good games. A lot of good stuff happening there. What do you reckon? I actually really enjoyed it once the technical difficulties yeah. ended. Yeah. Um- so yeah, we'll, so basically during the, the um, first couple of uh, maps, it's a best of five scenario, um, and every time, pretty much every like second round, a player was dropping out, yeah, um, which kind of screwed with the momentum quite a bit, yeah, and they'd have to kind of either I'm not sure what they were doing, either restarting the client or maybe restarting the PC and getting back in, um, but it was taking you know, a couple of minutes each time this happened and uh, then they'd kick off the next round and then it happened again. It must have maybe, what, close to 10 times this went on throughout the yeah. um, the first couple of rounds. Yeah. And uh, it, from what we understand, that wasn't related to the actual game itself, but more or less um, some issues behind the ESL side. No, so I, I dug a bit deeper and it turns out the real issue was... Uh, Steam notifications. Hmm. 
Uh, so the guys who are playing on, on Steam versions of the game, um, whenever they got Steam notifications while they were entering a match, they were getting dropped out. Oh. Uh, and so once they turned off all notifications, I think it's some some, some clash between Steam's notification system and, and the ESL firewalls or some shit. Yep. Um, well, yeah. So once they got rid of all that, yeah, it was uh, fine. And uh, it stopped happening, which was awesome. Um, the game, like, once they got were able to have, like, games back-to-back-to-back, it was actually super engaging. Until then... Uh, it was not a very good viewing experience, but that's to be expected, I think. It's one of those things that sort of just, like, nobody wants to watch massive, massive, like, fuck-ups repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, I can really see the appeal of the game as a spectator sport, yep. having watched, like, once it was doing the, the yeah, non-stop the consecutive games and stuff it was really fucking cool um atletico played really well uh corday was sort of talked up by the casters as, as the better team but atletico seemed to have an answer for them at all times um yeah so they yeah, uh, atletico i think were in a third position on the ladder before getting into the playoffs type yeah. thing uh whereas corday were ranked first and i think that's maybe along with I guess past matches as well that's why they were saying they were sort of the favourites going in yeah yeah what did you think yeah man I, I enjoyed it I thought it was really good um I was impressed by I guess how freaking close the games were right yeah. <laughs> um because so it was a best of five um and they played all five matches, all five maps, and three of the rounds went into overtime. Um, so I think they're broken up into, it was like best of eight in the actual, was it best of eight? Uh, yeah. Uh, was, yeah. Yeah. Um, best of eight in the actual maps. And then if it was tied 4 4 at the end, they'd kind of go into an overtime session. And that happened three times. So. Yeah. It's really cool to see the quality of the professional, um, you know, teams that are playing against each other is is just really close at the moment, which is which is really good. I think that makes for an awesome viewing experience. You, you kind of don't know what's going to happen, and the like most minute things that can happen super early on in one stage can come back and just bite you in the ass, which is something that did happen. At, I think in this event. Um, what was so, that? Uh, the one standout thing for me was when it was the first map where they played Oregon and the, um, the attacking team at the moment was Atletico. And basically the attackers have to get into a bomb site or one of the bomb sites and plant the diffuser to defuse the bomb. Um, and the defense, defend, defending teams, uh, they have to stop the opponents. Uh, from planting the diffuser or if the diffuser is planted then they need to um, disrupt that so yeah the actual attacking side so Atletico managed to get into one of the sites plant the diffuser and then um, I guess maybe some of them died so the defending team 
COVID-8 uh, came over and one of their guys was in the process of defusing the bomb. They had a partner with them on the other side of the room that was getting shot at, end up getting killed. And I guess the guy that was defusing was a bit reluctant, well, a bit hesitant about continuing what he was doing. He, he was about a second, maybe half a second yeah. from finishing that diffuser. And he stopped, got up and then moved basically out of cover and ended up getting shot. And that pretty much, that, that cost them the map, like that map, that just one moment. Um, he, yeah. they had that in the bag, that round, but he just wasn't, he thought he was going to die. Um, he thought, well, I'll take the, I'll take the kill and I'll go for that instead. So like that little one minute thing, like is like a snowball thing that cut like could come back later on and eventually could have won them the tournament but it it didn't right it had the reverse effect um something on the map like the very first map so uh, there was little bits and pieces like that throughout that i thought were just because it was so tight every little thing counted um yeah i i really dug it i i thought it's i enjoyed it's one of those games that I really enjoy watching and I think there's so much potential there and it's just I don't understand why it's not bigger than what it is <laughs> because yep. when I look at games like Counter-Strike I understand the appeal and Counter-Strike has been huge for so many years but this is like this game is on another level there's so much more strategy behind it um, I think that the the abilities or the operators the way they work with each other is really cool um, the, the level design and the way the maps are set out, being able to shoot people through floors and blowing up cover and walls and just all that sort of stuff is just so cool. And um, I think it makes for a really good viewing experience. And I'm hoping, like we know how big the game is. They've sold, what, 20 million units um, that they're saying, or they've got 20 million registered players, that uh, it does, the momentum does pick up on the esports side and people do start getting into it a bit more. Um, cause I think it has huge potential of being an awesome, an awesome like esport. And I, I think when you look at the other shooters that are out there, uh, I do think it's one of the better ones, especially like some of the things they're doing in that game. They're, they're putting a lot of focus behind Siege at the moment, which I think is really good. Yeah. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I guess the reason, you know, the, the reasons Counter Strike outdoes it is because it's it's sort of ingrained in how people look at shooters it's it's sort of it's the it's the shooter yeah right? the, the king daddy <laughs> but it's also really highly refined to a point where like a lot of things really make a lot of sense and mm-hmm. i think that maybe in some ways rainbow six doesn't always have that um like you know, I don't, I don't know. There was there was something about the games going to overtime. I didn't look at the exact stats. Uh, I should have, obviously, before I start running my mouth, but I'm going to do it anyway because that's how this podcast goes. <laughs> yeah. um, I wonder if it was a case of two teams that were very, very close trading constantly on attack and defense mm-hmm. and... Like, I don't know. I don't know if waiting for one team, like, not trading on attack and defense, just trading attack rounds or trading, like, whichever way a map is lopsided, trading in that direction, you know. And I don't know if 
the tennis concept of just going back and forth until someone breaks serve mm-hmm. uh, is necessarily a super watchable format in the long run because it doesn't imply a significant amount of balance. Yeah. Or, like, I guess it's it, it means the balance is in a different location, right? Like, obviously, the balance is still there, but the center of balance is shifted slightly. Hmm. Uh, if two even teams can trade infinitely by always, like, winning on the attacking round, then, yeah, it's technically balanced. Yeah. Um, but... I don't know if that's a balance that's necessarily super engaging as a viewer. Hmm. And I'm not saying that that's like what happened or anything. Like, like I said, I didn't look at the fucking stats, uh, but I did notice that the casters were starting to talk about the how that was like how it might come down to whichever team on the last map was halfway Dostoevsky. Uh, they were talking about how whichever team attacked first would probably win mm-hmm. uh, in the overtime because they would get the attack for the second round of overtime. Yeah. And um, I guess that comes back to like Counter-Strike being this game where the, the the actual bomb sites are relatively spread apart. They're on the other side of the maps generally. Yeah. So you've got this idea of it's a five on five, but not everybody is in the same location. In in Siege, the, there are two sites, but they're usually next to each other, or or at least on the uh, you know they might be on different floors, but they'll be very close. Yep. Um, you know, there's a way of getting between the two quite quickly, so you don't see a lot of the diffuser going down. And, and when it does, it's usually over very quickly because you've got what 40, 40 seconds, something like that, before the other team can do something about it. So most of the rounds ended up being the other team getting wiped, as yep. opposed to completing the objective. And there might be ways to to change that up. Do they do they go about like um, maybe spreading those sites out a bit more, or should there be less? Because because a lot of that I, one one thing I did find is that. The rounds are, what, three minutes long um, with a 30 or 40 second preparation time. Mm. And a lot of that time, and it's something I was talking to you about while the games were on, is spent kind of the attackers creeping their way in or trying to get pickoffs, that sort of thing. And then the, the last 40 seconds or 30 seconds is them rushing into the site and trying to get it planted. And it mostly ended up with them dying. Or, yep. or not being like just nothing happening, just timer ran out. And I kept saying to you, like, why do why do they keep waiting for the last ten seconds to do something? Because what the the defending team was doing was they were choosing characters like Smoke, um, or like really defensive heavy, heavy characters where they could just throw down gas grenades and milk out fifteen seconds per gas grenade, and they've got two of them, so that's thirty seconds drawn out where the other team can't do anything. And by that stage, the attackers. Are stuck because they can't get through this area um and i just couldn't i couldn't work out why this was like a, a thing they kept doing As, like <laughs> surely there's better ways to approach that right like i yeah like i don't know i agree and i disagree because i i think it's super rainbow six to have a core strategy that involves like setting up around an entry point and then fucking 
blasting in hmm. guns blazing and making it fucking work because yeah. that's that's fucking that's rainbow six's balls it's like uh okay okay we're gonna set up setting up setting up we don't have heaps of time to set up okay and then bang go in and in they go and they either kill everyone inside or they get the bomb down and that's that um so i i like that but yeah i i think it was on there were certain maps where you just couldn't get away with that like on oregon mm-hmm. that like the the clear, bang and clear method i think worked really well because it was harder to zone out attackers yeah uh attackers were, were better able to like sort of create uh like i don't know challenge challenges for the defenders to zone them out and so they were able to get into positions where where they could like smash it out and then get the plant and then protect the plant uh so i thought that like that's that's a map design thing but like i, I keep thinking of bank that's the i think that was the most prominent time when you were talking about them like constantly waiting until there was 30 seconds left when smoke still got all these fucking grenades and you you were correct you're like like they literally cannot get the, this fucking plant down because smoke will just choke them out um yeah that in that situation like i think that's just a case of bank being one of those those maps where yeah you you can't wait that long you've got to bait you've got to like draw out smoke's gas with a lot more time so that you've actually got time but that's i I guess that's actually a part of the preparation though right like even preparing for for bank um they it's it's not like they're not engaging you know like this they're still engaging pretty heavily on bank even during the preparation phase they just then they're not actually going all the way in until they weren't going all the way until the last 30 seconds and so they'd get zoned out and they weren't able to actually do what they needed to yeah Uh, um yeah i don't know um i think it really depends on the map but yeah if defenders can zone attackers out yeah i think i think it's just i think it's just an element of strategy that perhaps is hard uh to manage like i mean think about PUBG. the amount of times we've been caught by the fucking circle because we're like halfway through a fucking really intense gunfight right like i think there are like instances where you just sort of lose track of like 15 seconds just disappear on you and you're like the fuck just happened like did did i just like micro sleep or some shit Hmm. like what the fuck has happened to all this time but the reality is no you're just under a lot of pressure and you're not keeping as much track of time uh, you're like really zoned in on like trying to get this pick off or whatever the fuck but uh yeah i don't know man yep, yep. so um yeah we talked about oregon that was the first map that went to atletico uh six to five yep in overtime second map was border which was a um i guess it was the only map that we saw from the um from like the the dlc or the expansions that they've released so each kind of each team gets to ban maps and then they also get to pick maps so a lot of a lot of like el classico (laughs) in the um in the game which is something we're cool with because we were kind of well me in particular i don't know those new maps particularly too well like i get lost in some of them still when i'm running around like 
Border's one that I, I feel pretty comfortable with. Um, but like the is it skyscraper? I have no idea where I'm going in that one. Yeah. Just like I haven't played yeah, it I enough. Still get lost on yachts. I get lost on yachts sometimes as well. Like, oh, it's all right. It's in the basement. Well, I guess we're not Which going basement? in there. Lowest, lowest basement or second basement? Yeah. Which floor are we on? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so I, I enjoyed like watching the classic maps and then figure like getting to watch how they kind of approach it and all that sort of stuff. Anyway. So border was was the second map, and um, and that was also taken out by Atletico. So that stage they're up two zero, and they had this like momentum behind them of shit. The the guys, the underdogs are kind of in front. They're they're doing pretty well. So that was a lot of fun. And then the third map was Chalet, and this was like a a redemption round for. COVID day, they ended up winning this one five to zero. Yeah, it was um, stomping on Chalet. Yeah, yeah, it was a complete, complete stomping. And there was, I, so I wrote an article um, about the event. But the one bit that kind of stood out for me on this map was the uh, the fact that Atletico were up in one of the rounds two to five players, and COVID day ended up coming back uh, to you know they had two players on their team versus five, and they ended up winning that round. Like, that's just how dominant they were in this particular map. It was just insane. So, that was quite a... Um, I, I enjoy that map quite a lot whenever we play it. But, like, there's just so many entry points in there. And it's there's some really good sites to kind of hold. Um, and, and one of the things that I do like about the, the rules that they did change, and it's something we talked about when the game first came out, uh, watching the tournament scene, was the, the teams not being able to pick the same bomb site all the time. And that's something they implemented in the tournament rules of, uh, that they've been doing for a while now is that they have to alternate and they, they can't just pick the same most defensive spot all the time. Cause we talked about it. Like people will find the most defensive spot and they'll use it and the game will get stale and boring. And, and to their, you know, props to them for coming around and being like, all right, you've got to alternate. You can't pick it all the time. So yeah. I think that's really cool. And it makes it more fun to watch. You're not just seeing the same thing over and over again, which is, um, which is really awesome. But actually, going back to Border, Border was the one where they did the Sex Panther or the, the sloppy yeah. Sex Panther. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we were like waiting for the Monty to come out for Monty um, and they, they brought it, but they just didn't execute it as well as what we do. We're, we're quite good at it, being the good. originators yep. of that one. It's true. We, yeah. uh, we invented it, mastered it when we invented it, so... Did you want to explain what it is? Sex Panther, in case you don't know, is uh, you pick Monty and uh, you... Actually, they, they tweaked it a bit in a really clever way. But uh, yeah, you pick Monty and what you want to do is you want to go in as Monty, uh, shield up and uh, plonk, the, plonk the diffuser down and then shield the diffuser so that they can't actually get to it because Monty is an impenetrable wall. I know for a fact that I've complained about Monty uh, multiple times, but uh, no, uh, they, what they did was they had Monty actually uh, planting the diffuser himself hmm. because he puts his shield on his back when he's diffusing. Yep. And so when he's crouched over on his back, he actually blocked a bunch of shots uh, that they were doing while he was diffusing. They were like, he was actually blocking shit. Uh, and they, he nearly got away with it. He didn't quite, but 
to like at the same time they won that round so hmm. still works still works just not as stylish as what we do it exactly yeah yeah um yeah so at that stage it was now like two to one with uh athletico up and map four was the bank map which is the one we were talking about and what i liked here is that they we started seeing some variation in the um in the operators that were coming out we saw some jackal um being brought out and i guess the the reasoning behind that was that because it's such a large map that you can you want to kind of track down those defenders that are roaming and, and that kind of gives you like a, a good advantage of being able to spot them but the one thing that uh uh who was def- i think call for day were doing quite well is they were wasting a lot of time by yeah. really not having any roamers but the other team was just like mind games of being like there's somebody around here um so that, that was quite interesting to watch we didn't really see any or, or much jackal in use so he like he was picked but not really in any effect so i don't know i wonder how he's kind of doing in the in the pro scene overall yep. if he's one of those high tier characters or or um you know kind of just not getting really picked at all other than specific maps to counter the scale of them yeah um so that was another map that went into overtime and Corvidae won that one six four so that that was now all tied up four maps in two two to two a piece and last map was uh, the cafe with a k uh yeah cafe yeah yeah uh i thought cafe was probably some of the best rainbow that they had over the course of the night to be honest mm-hmm uh, both teams, like, it was crunch time for both teams. And, yeah, they were just pulling everything out. Some really fucking really good rounds. Um, and, yeah, it was super entertaining. Um, Atletico wound up winning by breaking the cycle, by breaking serve, I guess. But um, just some super clutch shit uh, from both teams. Uh, at, at times I, I, I really like Cafe like as a map though mm-hmm. and uh, I think they played it really well like some interesting insights into how to approach Cafe uh, that probably wouldn't work when I'm playing because we do stupid shit <laughs> yeah we, we don't work that way so yeah still pretty awesome yeah um, they they the one of the only complaints that I have about how it kind of played out is that, again, like similar to Overwatch, we were seeing a lot of the operators, same sort of operators, over and over right. again. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I, I, like, I'm wondering where they're, where they're kind of balancing this stuff, like what their plans are. Are they kind of looking at the pro scene and balancing stuff? that way or are they more or less looking at the um you know the casual uh, people that are kind of playing and and balancing it that way um because yeah it's a tough one right like people have been talking about things like tachanka who (laughs) you don't see him really anywhere right you don't see him in casual in casual even um because he's just sort of sitting there not doing much um but like one we could always see like a rook in our our team. We didn't see any rooks in in the pro scene. Uh, yep. You got a lot of def- defensive operators, uh, people like smokes and pulses. 
um, Twitch Bandits. And I think Bandits one that, like, none of us really play at all. But we, we see the occasional Twitch come out, smoke, yeah. that sort of stuff. But it's, yeah, it's kind of cool to see a, a variation between the regular games that we play and then what the tournament, like the pros are using to kind of slow down the pace and, and deal with certain things. It, it does, it definitely seems like there are high tier characters that are always being picked up. Um, so it'd be, I'd, I'd like to see them kind of address that and balance it a bit more. And maybe yeah. with the addition of these new guys, the three new operators that are coming in, uh, within the next couple of what months, weeks. Yep. Yeah. Weeks. We might, um, you yeah, might see some counters and that sort of stuff come through. Yep. Um, but what, what did you think of like the, I guess the hero pool operators that were kind of being pulled out? No, no, I hadn't thought about it, but I 100% agree with you. Like they weren't, it wasn't very, uh, diverse and I don't, I don't know how they would necessarily counter it, but yeah, um, like, I don't know what they could do about it necessarily, but... Hmm. Like, one of the things the commentators kept talking about was uh, the fact that they were picking Fuse and not really getting kills with it. I think that maybe they got one kill at one stage, but yeah, at least they were doing something different, right? They were picking one of the operators that wasn't really being used by the other team, and it would come at every once in a while. They may not have been getting kills, but at least they were trying something, like, some variation there. Um, I think, like, for Fuse, they just weren't executing properly. Like, they were... I don't know. I don't think it was, I thought they were using Fuse pretty poorly. I, I like Fuse. I think Fuse is pretty awesome. Uh, he is obviously risky, but, um, like, you... He's, he's one of those, like... You can 100% force an entire, like, half a team out of an area mm-hmm. by putting a fuse in the correct place and popping it at the right time but they were just sort of they were just sort of looking for kills right <laughs> yeah instead of yeah they weren't using it to like shape how the team was like in the map they were just using it to look for kills and I don't think that's the best use of it. um here, here I am talking about you know all to telling the pros how to use it, but still, <laughs> like genuinely, I think there are better better ways to do it. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, hmm. um, yeah. I just I don't know if uh, they can necessarily fix the operator pool situation um, because I think a lot of I think you'd have to make the operators with valuable um gadgets pretty fucking poor to make them picked uh like after those with shitty gadgets Mm -hmm. you know the balance there would be really complicated i think yeah and probably not very like not worth uh i don't know not a good idea yeah, because at the same time, you want to have some balance there, but you also want the game to be fun, right? In the casual side as well. Yeah. Or just the everyday regular side. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, man, I dug it. I thought it was really fun. I enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, so, one thing that happens now is the 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 eight teams that kind of qualify for the, the ANZ Invitational are then going to move on to the um 
like an ANZ division of what will end up being an APAC finals. So two of the top teams from that division go on to play um, six other Asian teams in our region, which are from Japan, South Korea, and Southeast Asia. And then the two teams out of that group end up going to the global finals, which is pretty cool. And that's held out uh, later on in the year. So we've got a good yeah. shot. I feel like we have a good shot of getting to the finals. I think we do, yeah. Like, especially from what that dude who was sitting in front of us was saying, like, some of the other, like, regions barely have any teams competing. So they might not be super on point. They might not be getting as much practice as they could be in, and they might be in for a bit of a rough time coming up against Australia, which has a lot of opportunities to scrim. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, like I don't, I don't expect us to go to global finals and then destroy Europe and the US, but um, at least being able to represent the APAC region is pretty cool. Uh, and I think looking at those other regions, I, I think it's possible. Like, I think there's a good chance. Yeah, which would be awesome, right? Because then we've got representation in Siege, we've got some representation in Overwatch. Like, we've got some, we're getting there. Getting there, Joe. We're getting there. I think so. We're doing <laughs> yeah. pretty well. We're yeah. doing pretty well. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that was yeah. That was fun to watch. Definitely fun to watch. Um, yeah. So the next, if anyone wants to watch that sort of stuff, the, the uh, next competition will be in October, and you'll be able to check it out on um, ESL or either go to the Ubisoft uh, pages, and you'll be able to find it all there. But there'll be some new. Uh, operators coming out quite soon. Is it called Bloodthorn? Blood, Blood Locust? Blood something? Blood. Something Locust, <laughs> but I don't know. Because they were teasing uh, it throughout the weekend. They were, and I wasn't paying attention to that. Yeah, so it looks like one of the operators is going to have some sort of gas grenade. Blood Orchid. Blood, um, Blood Orchid, <laughs> yep. Yeah, so one of them's going to have some sort of gas grenade, it looks like. Someone like mines or some shit? Yeah, maybe some sort of mine thing. I don't know. Mm. Um, mm. I'm keen to check it out, though, and see. And then the new map is like a theme park. Yeah, which looks really cool. Yeah. That's like... And I've yapped about this before, but I've done this comparison about how I like the way they do the maps. They always feel different. Um, yep. And that's one of the complaints I, I talked about when I reviewed some DLC for Battlefield is that... I feel like the maps, all, like all the assets are the same all the time and they don't feel original or like you're getting your money's worth because it doesn't seem new. But whenever we get a new map for Siege, it's always like there's new stuff going on. They look different, um, which which is what I really like about it. And they're free as well. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anything else you want to add about the uh, ANZ Invitational? No, it was good. It was good? Yep. Awesome. All right, should we move on? Let's do it. What else we got here? Uh, subsurface circular. What is that? That's That sounds like a stereo system. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, it's, a, it's a game I played. Um, an interesting little game. Sort of a, uh, I guess, a narrative-focused game, I would call it. Uh, you might call it a walking simulator, except you never walk anywhere. You never actually move from your seat. Uh, you are a robot, a detective robot uh, in a subway for robots. And uh, 
basically I've got to be pretty careful there are some it's like spoilers yeah spoiler spoiler situations again but um yeah basically you talk to other passengers on this train uh and you're trying to get to the bottom of a case Mm. and uh a briefcase no and uh yeah so you sort of you talk to them and as you talk to them you open new lines of inquiry and that allows you to dig deeper and yeah it's it feels more like an experiment than necessarily a complete game it feels more like a way to like test some interesting ideas um with but like without really utilizing them you know so uh, it's it's all it's all done via text uh there's not really any sound or anything and um yeah you basically go through dialogue trees and you can react however you like you can play a role if you want or you can like you you can only choose from certain dialogue options but you can like choose like they they sort of represent different sort of concepts like uh you can be rude or you can be inquisitive or uh polite or not press or whatever the fuck you want like um yeah you just sort of you do you right but the um the way it tells the story is quite well done and the story it tells is quite well done and like i say the the way it tells the story is is well done like that's acknowledging that it feels like it's not necessarily a fully fleshed out realization of the concept like it's it's trying stuff out but despite trying things out it still feels like a successful uh like use of those ideas like it's tough it's tough to talk about because i don't want to spoil anything but yeah basically you're this robot detective you're talking to other robots trying to get to the bottom of this the case of missing robots uh these robots going missing you're trying to get to the bottom of it and uh yeah it's it's just a an interesting story uh it does a, a really good job of world building uh, despite the fact that you never leave this fucking one subway car in this subway in this tunnel you feel like there is like you are a part of a, a larger world one that has its own shit going on and yeah you sort of you get a decent understanding of how that shit works and you know what it's about and so that's pretty cool and yeah there's a there's a cool like the story it tells has some interesting i guess implications uh some story notes to it that i found quite interesting but yeah um i don't know if i'd recommend it <laughs> okay fair enough <laughs> you sounded like you're you're in then i was like, like shit Joe really, likes an adventure game i really enjoyed it right yeah and uh yeah, I don't know. I guess it's less than five bucks, right? Yeah. So it it's up to you. Um, but okay, so let's let let me talk about the ways that I feel like it doesn't really like it uses it more as experimentation than as 
an actual um like capitalization on an idea um like there are situations where you are influencing the uh emotional state of the robots that you're talking to yeah uh and like by influencing them you're also influencing other emotional states and you use that to pry more information out but it's only really used once and like i don't know i say i don't mind it but that's because i don't know if i don't know if it'll work more than once right i don't know if it wouldn't be just a little bit tedious a bit more than once at the same time right like it seems like a waste to have it as a one and done thing mm-hmm. and i would prefer to find out myself why like whether it was better it would have been better off as a one and done you know um yeah i don't know it's 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 a very interesting game it is less than five bucks so i guess if you've got some steam crate money some PUBG crate money <laughs> that you want to chuck at it I'd, I'd say i'd recommend it i mean it's rec- it's it's worth it for the story it's by the guy who made thomas was alone uh, i never played it neither did i but uh yeah i don't know it's got some pretty it's got one particularly tough puzzle in it hmm. uh but yeah, I don't know. Otherwise, it's it's mostly just one of those games where you just exhaust dialogue trees while you attempt to like find the next little bit that'll allow you to move on with the story. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, the other thing it does that I really liked was uh, the puzzle that it has. It um, it did a really good job of like giving me the options to get around it like it, it allows you to engage your like computer your robot logic drive to help you solve the puzzle a bit quicker and stuff um, I wound up having to use that because I thought I had the puzzle worked out myself and it turned out somehow I'd gotten like one minor detail wrong and I'd fucked up like it just sort of cascaded into me fucking the entire puzzle um which was pretty annoying but i like i kept fucking that one detail and so i wasn't able to really work past the puzzle so i i'm glad it had something because otherwise it would have had to basically google how to fucking fit fix it and how to solve it so i think that's a really cool idea and it was like in sort of in the narrative written into you know why you're able to do this because you're a detective and you've got detective narrative uh, detective logic or whatever the fuck but yeah i don't know it's cool and it sort of you know you know me i don't want to go on another rant about ai but i'm very interested in ai at the moment so yeah yeah okay you can do that you can go on a rant if you want no i'm good thank you you good yep all right so that's like four bucks is it five bucks yeah, less than five bucks at the moment. Yeah, cool. Uh, all right, what else is here? Sea of Thieves. You you can't talk about that, can you? Well, I sure can. Oh, you can. The Fair NDA enough. says I'm not allowed to video it. Oh. Or take screenshots, so I am allowed to talk about it. Uh, the the beta is on right now. It's the Gamescom beta week. Yeah. And so I could be playing it right now instead of talking to you. Could be. But, he, but here I am. 
talking to you. Uh, for people. Yeah. For the people. <laughs> it's, um, I don't know, it's more of what I already loved. I jumped in uh, as soon as the, the beta started and it seems like the people I was playing with knew fucking way more than I did because they were like, they're just like talking about all this shit and they're like, I would go to here and do this. We found I found a cursed chest, hmm. um, and it was pretty cool. They were like fucking gutted. Uh, I was like stoked because like it, they were finding like these regular chests, and then I clonk in and I dig a little, and it starts the chest starts moaning. I'm like fuck yeah, holy shit! I found this cool chest with a face, and they're like what? No, I'm like what's wrong. Uh, I get it out and it's crying this chest is crying it's the chest of sorrow Hmm. and when it cries uh, it spills water everywhere and if you have it in your boat and it starts crying it floods your ship and you sink that's amazing Uh, it is spectacular (laughs) Uh, so yeah we're like we're like we're like they're like okay look it's fine it's fine we just have to like you you wait there with it off the ship and we'll plot pl- out a course to the nearest town and then we'll just go for it. And um, so I'm like, yeah, cool, cool. I'll wait it out, wait it out. And they're like, okay, we know where we're going. Uh, we'll we'll get the anchor most of the way risen and then you swim out and get on the ship. And so they're like raising the anchor and they're like, come out now. And I'm like, come on out. And uh, just, as I, just as I get to the ship, I climb up on the ship and the fucking chest starts crying and they're like, get the fuck off the ship. So I have to jump back in the water and we wait for it to stop crying and then we have to do the process again. But uh, I jump back on. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, yeah. I uh, I jump back on and we're like on our way and we're about three quarters of the way to this town to hand in. We had like fucking eight treasure chests at this point, um, including this, this uh, crying one, this cursed one and uh yeah three quarters of the way there and it starts crying again and they're like we'll just we'll get there just bail it out bail it out and so one one person is steering the sh- the ship and the other three of us are like bailing out the fucking with buckets we've got buckets in the bottom and we're just desperately bailing this thing out while the other guy had like with well, the f- the sails are like full sail and we're like we got the wind behind us and like we're careening past islands only just barely missing them because nobody can control the, the sails to give us better like turning or anything like that we're just fucking tearing along and uh we get there we get to the fucking uh the port where we can sell these sh- this shit and like i pick up the fucking the chest and i jump off overboard with it and run off and uh the the other guys had to like continue bailing out for another minute um because it was there was too much water on our fucking boat but uh yeah we sold all that shit and that was pretty cool and yeah they were cool guys they were like friendly and telling me what to do and um they kept using like phrases like port and starboard which i still don't know the difference between and <laughs> just say left or right you dickheads yeah, just say left or right <laughs> it's not that hard i don't know why port or starboard exists <laughs> east west right so oh, maybe yeah uh, but yeah, um, yeah. No, it's just <laughs> it's probably it's, the front or back of the ship, isn't it? <laughs> I don't. It might be. I don't know. No, after the stern is the front and back. Ship. All right, fair yeah. enough. Look, yeah. 
I don't. I don't pilot no ship. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you will though. I will. Yeah. Does it seem like it's a? It's like it's it's got game. I, I feel like I don't know where I sit with this one. Is it a game that they announce and like holy shit, people actually like this idea, and we got no game, <laughs> or does it seem like there's a lot there? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, is it going to be a No Man's Sky where you get in and you're like, holy shit, there's going to be so much cool stuff. And then you go and play it and it's like, oh, it's the same four things over and over again. Yeah, maybe. Mm. But those four things are pretty cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's the thing, right? Like, those four things are not, like, vacuuming up all of the fucking carbon from a fucking planet, right? Yeah. Like, those four things involve, like, ship versus ship player battles yeah like like hunting down treasure on treasure maps uh and fighting skeletons or like attacking a pirate fort and shit like that you know like those four things are actually pretty cool they're not like yeah the four things in No Man's Sky are pretty dull but at the same time yeah I'm not convinced yet that there is that much to do but at the same time like they haven't implemented any of the in-world economy or anything like that so it's it's also difficult to tell you know what that will entail like at the moment you get these chests and you turn them in and you get a shitload of gold I think I had like 8,000 gold by the time I stopped playing but I like there's nothing to do with that goal so it's it's hard to tell if that's actually going to lead to other stuff and you know there there might be quite a bit to it it's just hard to tell I don't mm-hmm. know um I really want to play it with you guys though um, oh yeah well hit someone up and get me some fucking codes um, I, I, I was raging about this today because I keep getting I get an email every week about like here's what's happening in the uh, Sea of Thieves Insider update like weekly update and I'm like alright yeah I, I get it I, I'm not in the fucking alpha leave me alone unless I get um unless I get in then, then I might be excited yeah I mean yeah I don't know there was an email they sent out a while back where they mistakenly put the wrong title in there. Right. And it was something about, like, congratulations, you're in type thing. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm in. And they sent out another email later being like, oh, we, we, we stuffed up that, we stuffed up the title. It wasn't supposed to say that. <laughs> Sorry. Ah, oh, crap. So, yeah, they, they invited, what, another 20,000 people today. And I am not one of them. So, I'm, I'm annoyed still. Hmm. Anyway, sounds fun though. I want to play it. Yeah, it is. It is. But yeah. All right. Uh, PUBG time. PUBG time. I mean, the, the talk about it. It's on the list. I don't know if there's much to say. Um. Yeah, I guess not that much to say. We did things. We, we had, had some-, some good games, I think. There's this house, yeah. There's this house that is south of Pachinki, direct south of Pachinki. It's not a house; it's like a compound. There's a uh, there's a two story house, a it's single a gaggle story of houses, house, two two single story houses, a warehouse, and one of those long houses. Hmm. I love that place so fucking much. I do not. I, I'd say I I'd say we win about sixty percent of the encounters we have there, uh, which is you know. 
not fantastic. Uh, but I still love rolling up on that place at like 400 kilometers an hour, sliding, like power sliding into the fucking door or into the fence and then just fucking teeing off on anyone around. It feels fucking awesome. Uh, it feels like just really tense, uh, like solid game, like solid gameplay. Um, yeah i don't know i really like that that little compound yeah it's sort of north of the westernmost bridge okay. that's the one i'm talking about uh you know the one i'm talking about right yep yeah um i don't i don't know what it is eh? i really like going there i don't yeah i don't think i do i actually do think that if the circle like if we go there and the circle ends near there um, I think my percentage of winning from those situations is actually really high. Like winning the game from those situations is actually really high. But uh, yeah, uh, winning the initial fucking incursion into those buildings isn't that high um, necessarily. So yeah, um, I don't know. I just love those houses. I've I have so much fun on them. I've been getting worse at driving. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, yep. I don't know if you're getting worse, but you're not getting better. <laughs> I'm getting worse. I think. I've hit more trees than I ever have before. Uh, you rolled the car. Did I? Uh, yep. Yes, you did. When uh, I did that? Uh, did, it, did it land back on its feet, though? Yes. Oh, that's fine. Whatever, mate. Don't worry um, about it. Oh, it's never fine when I do it. It's always like the worst. Because when oh, you do it, it happens and it explodes. Again. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, I I put up a... I shared a streamable with you guys of a sweet grenade throw I did last night. Yes. Which, after I just put together my PC. That game... I was gutted if we didn't win that game. I, I think if I'd come and helped you we might have been able to win that game so we uh we actually we won we were at the compound we didn't start there i think we started in milter right yeah we started in milter and uh made our way over to my favorite compound and then we made our way to the to a hill two yellow houses just south of um south of pachinki or south of the barn, south of Pachinki, or over the other side of the hill from Pachinki mm. to the south. There were and people in there. <laughs> there were people in There was a full squad, and we were only a squad of three, so we had to murder everyone inside. Uh, that got a bit hairy. Squirrel, squirrel went inside. I, I rewatched the video. Squirrel went inside uh, and then left <laughs> as I entered. Yep. <laughs> so I figured, okay, there's only one place this this guy can be, right, behind the couch, and Squirrel's got him from one side, I've got him from the other. No. Squirrel left, and so this dude ducked out and fucking did me in while Squirrel was running around. Squirrel nearly died running back into the house because someone else had heard all the gunfire and decided they could get some easy kills. Yeah, so you had to you killed the guy inside, the last guy, and then got me up. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we we healed up, we pushed up onto the hill, and uh, we were moving in. And I don't quite remember how you got done. I think you just squirrel got, died first, thing. Yeah, squirrel died first, and you got done. I think we just so we were sort of split up. 
I had really good positioning, right? I had really good positioning up the top of this hill, and you were sort of fucked. I think I went and revived Squirrel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And got him up, and then he died again. And then by that stage, it was like, all right, well, you stay up on your end, and I'll keep looping around. Yep. Um, and as I was looping around, I was getting shot from a dude on top of the hill. Yep. And then the dude on top of the hill was obviously looking at me. So there was two guys coming from my uh, east, and they must have been like, well, I wonder what that guy's shooting at. Let's go see. So yeah. now it was three guys shooting at me. <laughs> a bit yeah. unfair, but fair enough. Couldn't get behind enough of a tree hmm. to stay alive. Um, yeah, so you went down, and I was... I actually made, like... I made, I don't know, 10% of the distance on my way to go save you before you are like, nah, just don't do it. Yeah. Um, you're, probably, you're probably right, but I'd love to see what would have changed. Uh, like, I guess... The guys who ran over your body, yeah. s- some guys ran over your body, right? They, they did. had to actually like move over your body just to get in the circle. So, mm-hmm. to some extent, we might have been fucked either way. But uh, yeah, they pushed- at the same time, the guys that were shooting at me, the ones you end up killing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we pushed into like further into the circle, and it was there was five left. Uh, two teams of two and little old Jobo and uh, yeah we've got we've got guys basically I'm in the middle I'm in the middle of this fucking area and there's guys on either side and the only saving grace I have is that we're in a uh, we're on a mountain and there's a pretty like pretty decent gulch carved through the center of this mountain this is the mountain south of Pachinki and um no, it's not a mountain, it's a hill. Uh, but there's a there's a decent, like, crevice carved through the middle of it. And so I'm able to shape myself around this crevice to make sure that I don't get, like, killed. Hmm. And uh, I'm able to use that, like, the natural cover of the hill to my advantage to keep myself alive. Uh, I'm getting teed off on from one direction. I'm not sure. I thought I think it must have been north. And uh, so I, I hit the deck. Uh, I can see another guy who's directly yeah. east of me. Uh, I hit the deck, and so they just start lobbing grenades. And because I see he's put his gun away and he's got a fucking nade in his hand, I just I pop up and fucking plink him, plink him in the brain. Down he goes. They literally threw five grenades at me. <laughs> None of them got me. Uh, so I've put him down. I'm like, cool, that's that's fine. I'll go get the other guy. At this point, I didn't realize it was two, two, and one. Uh, I thought it was one, 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 and two. And mm. I thought I had plinked the guy in the brain. He'd gone down, but not out. And so he would get helped by his friend, and I'd be able to deal with them later. Or alternatively, the other single would deal with them. Because I thought that what must have happened to you was a single must have shot you and those two guys must have must have also shot you. That's what I, I figured was happening. So that was three accounted for. Hmm. And so there must have been one other single somewhere to my north plus me to make up the five left alive. And so I went and dealt with the dude who was to the north. Uh, so I ran up. Uh, he had to be somewhere pretty close uh, and yeah, he, lo and behold, he was hiding behind a tree. He steps out, has me off guard, uh, but I, I had an up and I turned around and fucking ended him anyway. Uh, and then I run back down, 
uh, he goes down, but not, he's down, but not out. So that that's it. Like for me, that's the moment when I realize, okay, this is actually worse than I thought it was. This is two, two and one, which means I have to go finish the double now myself. Cause it's like now. So let's they know it, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. We'll call it team A, team B and I'm team C. Uh, team A, I downed when they were throwing grenades at me. Team B, I just down one of Team B, uh, and so now Team B is going to go help this guy, like his friend, up. So I'll go finish Team A off. Uh, I'll go do something about those motherfuckers because they're not going to clash, right? Team A and Team B are not going to clash. I'm going to have to fucking do all this my, myself, right? And uh, so I run over, and I'm like, I'll just, I'll fucking, I'll ping a grenade up there um, to like flush him out. Uh, and, and see if we can get a kill. And I, I ready the grenade, and I go to throw it, and I, I look up the hill, and I'm like, there is a single tree at the top of this hill. If I were hiding up that hill, I'd be, I'd probably be behind that tree. By now, I've cooked the grenade for like three seconds, so when I fucking ping it, it lands and explodes on contact, and I get both both the guys behind the tree at the same time, both dead. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and then I hit the deck... And Team B's second guy had been chasing me, and he finished me, and I died, which was a big bummer. I hit the deck so I could heal up. Yeah, you uh, come from like behind, right? Yeah, so I figured I figured he'd be helping up his mates at Team, and I'd have time to like heal up, and we could do the next stage of this fucking battle with just me versus two guys, as opposed to me versus theoretically four guys. But uh, no, he didn't. He pushed. He pushed, which I don't know, which isn't how I'd have played it. I'd have gone to fucking help up my mate. But it was the right. It was the right move uh, in the end because he got the win. So we got second, which was a bit of a bummer. But yeah, yeah, yep. Still oh, a good well. game. I felt good about that game. It was. Uh, I felt like like I felt like there were a lot of decisions and yeah I don't know I felt like I made a lot of really good calls but just wound up getting sort of boned yeah fair enough yep uh, I've been playing a, I haven't been playing too much but uh, I've been playing a bit of solo because nobody else has been on when I've been playing um, and that's been fun haven't got any wins though a lot of top tens it's um yep i don't know man i like i like it because i'm not having to deal with worrying about uh, all right i'm down one person now i've got to try and get the next guy i can just go through everyone <laughs> like i'm finishing a lot of these games with uh like five or six kills which i'm thinking is pretty good maybe i'm being too aggressive that's why i'm not winning anything <laughs> but i don't i'm having fun playing them so yeah it's 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 good so far Yep. Uh, I played any more first, first person? First person. I haven't played any. No one else is playing it, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. You haven't uh, played any at all? I've played one game. We should play some more. Yeah, I'd like to, but the guys were complaining about lag, and I was like, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I wasn't noticing it. Seemed fine to me. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I'll play with you. Sweet. Yeah, we're going after after this. Um, I still like it. I very much prefer to wait for Oceanic to 
get its own first persons but yeah I'm, I'm still a big fan of the first person it's such a different way to approach the fucking game and it's a way that I feel like I am more in tune with generally which is cool yeah I was I was playing again the other night I told you about this one while we were at the rainbow thing but I uh, I was getting quite I just left Barn Meadow um, and I'd murdered a guy in Barn Meadow and we were on our way to um, Yaz the circle was kind of closing in on there and as you come up from the um, the barn south of Yaz there's like a little there's this hill and then it kind of goes into the cornfield with all the hay bales not cornfield Wheatfield, and um so i'm like i'm in there and i'm there's not many people left there's maybe 10 and i i can see you know a couple of them but i'm kind of crawling my way in and there's this dude coming up from outside the circle and i i murder him but the circle kind of ends just before his body so like he's just outside mm. and I, I can see he's got like he, he's kitted this guy so i kind of start running outside the circle um and start looting his body and I realize he's got like the M2 uh, M24 the the sniper rifle yep. and I'm like oh fuck yeah I'll, I'll swap this out because I had a a M416 and a um, like a double barrel shotgun or something like that it's like that's not I'm not going to really use that anymore so I'll ditch that I'll pick up this this uh, sniper rifle it's got an 8 times scope on it it's, not, it's got a suppressor fucking set like I've got this easy uh, but I'm taking a like double tick damage it's one of those really late ones where you can't really be out there too long and yep. my backpack is just chockers right so i'm i'm standing outside the circle dumping shit and trying to get this gun and i'm trying to swap ammo out and i'm picking up ammo and i'm just not getting anywhere and this happens about three times i, I go back into the circle i heal up i come come back to the body because i can't really stay out too long I, i'm losing a lot of health i can only be out there for about i don't know maybe eight seconds before it's really <laughs> before i'm in a lot of trouble and i don't want to get hit once because i get hit once and i'm on that low health i'm just done um yep. and I, i'm i'm like not i can't figure out why the fuck i can't pick anything up i'm like ditching all this stuff and i'm still not picking it like i'm picking up all this ammo and it's still i'm just not getting it. i'm like shit i just i just want to pick up some ammo and eventually I get back into the circle and I realize I've been picking up the wrong ammo the entire time for this gun. Oh, boy. So, the ammo... I'm actually picking stuff up. I'm just not picking up the right ammo. Uh, and this whole time, I thought I just didn't have enough room to pick up the ammo. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my fucking God. I was just like, I'm done. I don't know. I'm clearly in the wrong mindset at the moment. And then uh, I got picked off shortly later when me and I decided to engage another dude and... Um, he was in a much better position than me when I thought I could kill him, but I didn't. So if I would have had that M2, M24, where the fuck it is, I would have yep. smashed him because he didn't know I was there. I would have headshot him. But, uh. but there I was stuffing around with trying to figure out what fucking ammo I needed. I should have just looked. I just assumed it was the ammo I was picking up, but it was not at yep. all. Uh, and I guess that's because I've, I've only used it like three times, something like that. So next time I know yeah but I'm digging it man I gotta learn to use grenades better as well I've had a couple where I've attempted to throw them out of windows and it looks like it's going out the window but it doesn't and I'm not sure what's going on there um, whether or not the arc indicator's not working or some sort of weird lag thingy right. it's um 
yeah, I just don't, I don't know what's going on in some of those instances. Yeah. It's a bit, I think the grenade stuff is still a bit funny. Uh, hopefully they sort that out quite soon because, yeah, I'm not that great with grenades. <laughs> yep. Anyway. I think that's it for PUBG. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm still having a lot of fun with it. Um, yeah, I'm still having fun. Yeah. Yeah. They they talked about some gu- stuff at Gamescom, um, which is like the they shut off some vaulting stuff, new weather effects for fog. Yep. Which is interesting. Fly inside fog. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> but how do you do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. And uh, do you know what else they talked about in terms of that sort of stuff? What? I don't know. I was oh. asking you. Oh no, I don't. We got no idea. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's shall we do, talk about Gamescom news? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know too much about what's happening, but because it's only really started what yesterday, today, things have started coming out. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Did you watch the EA conference? I watched the videos from the EA conference. I didn't watch any of the conferences. I watched conf- uh, the videos that I thought would be interesting. All right. So, Star Wars Starfighter. Yeah, that actually looks pretty awesome, eh? To be honest, um, it looks really cool. Uh, some of the fucking, you know, dodging between fucking starships and shit looks really fucking awesome. Um, and I'm actually pretty pumped. Nate was uh, messaging me today. He, he got to play it last night and he reckons it's really fucking cool. So, yeah, I consider me fucking excited, mm-hmm. cautiously excited for Star Wars Battlefront 2 and some star fighting. Yeah. What do right. you think? Uh, I want to see more of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It's, um, I like that they've got these different objectives in there. Like, it's phases so phase one you kind of um like taking out defenses and you go after like shield stuff and there's like all these different objectives that you're kind of going through and doing um i think that's pretty cool but yeah i'd have to see how kind of the actual gameplay how it feels and how it plays and whether or not it's gonna be any fun yep so it still looks cool though Uh, i'm wondering how many modes they put in there like how many of these maps will there be is it just the one or uh, yeah, I guess that's multiple. a good question. I'm not sure. Not sure, but I don't know. Excited to find out more. Yeah. Uh, what else they talk about? You can run this bit. I have no idea what's happening all right. at all. Uh, they showed off some more Need for Speed Payback, which looks okay, but I need to see it in game before I'm really convinced. Uh, I don't want it to be like realistic physics or whatever the fuck, but I do want it to be less arcadey than it has been for the last couple of years okay you know um so yeah I don't know and I wasn't really thrilled by the song of choice I don't know I need an if if you're gonna get me pumped up for like underground levels of hype yeah I need something as monumental as fucking the soundtrack for underground you know one of the best game soundtracks of all time mm-hmm. so sort it out um uh, what else did they do? Did they did The Sims 4 Cats and Dogs with your favorite dog, Luke? Chief Palm. 
yes yep. I suppose uh, yeah I didn't actually know what that dog was uh, but it is a cute dog so I yeah I can dig it uh, I don't play sims though so like I said it doesn't matter um, they had something for FE but All right. I remember not giving a fuck about FE so I didn't really watch it yeah uh, it was that I don't know it was you know how I just write off EA originals is like this is their thing indie thing yeah yeah um, and Battlefield 1 had um, a trailer for Revolution, which is uh, which is their new, um, like, experience. They're changing how you play Battlefield or whatever the fuck. Um, it's like a complete game of the year, adapt- like, thing. Um, and well, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I got the feeling like they were also changing some elements of how you like upgrade or whatever the fuck, but I, I wasn't sure. Um, it might have just been, I don't know. It was pretty early when I watched this one. Mm-hmm. It might have just been like a fucking hype trailer to get people hyped off of Battlefield 1. I'm not sure. Uh, the real one for Battlefield was uh, Incursions. Incursions is their new pvp mode um and it's 5v5 and it looks like they've taken it pretty fucking seriously like they had they're going pretty deep on it like you pick like you've got classes and like class drafting before the round and stuff and um they've got like a really refined way and like method of of scoring and all this kind of shit it looks like they're putting some like real effort in, which is pretty cool. Um, you level up as you like play uh, each kit. You level them up, and like as you get kills, they become slightly more powerful and get access to more gadgets and stuff like that. Um, and like there are there are vehicles, but only the like the single person tank and a machine gun car and when it starts out like the first level of, a, of the light tank has I think it's only got like a machine gun or some shit mm-hmm. doesn't even have a fucking explosive weapon it's still difficult to take out but uh, it's not like it takes more damage from player items and stuff like they've changed all of that as well they changed the balance of, of tanks and stuff to better fit the 5v5 format and yeah, it's it looks pretty fucking interesting. I continue to worry, as I always will, about a version of like an esports version of a game that is one hundred percent removed from the general experience of a game. Because I don't know if that is something that people are necessarily like want to get involved with. You know, mm-hmm. like. Uh, I guess Halo is a pretty good example, right? Like the Halo esports mode, um, whatever the fuck it was called. You, you know the one I'm talking about, the one in Halo. The mobile one. No, no, not the pay to win shit. The actual esports mode, like the, like really, like pared down 4v4, like the weird sort of fucking Enders games sort of maps and all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that tanked 
people don't really play it. Like, it's got a scene, obviously, but it's got... Like, I thought that would be fucking huge, but people don't really get into it. Like, people didn't really get into it at first, and they never, like, yeah, eventually got into it either because it's not the game of Halo that they want to play. It's, you know, Warzone's a lot closer to the version of Halo that they want to get involved with. And World of Tanks is another example of a game that, you know, World of Tanks play 20v20 or whatever the fuck. But... Uh, I think it's 16v16 rather but um, yeah in in uh, competitive it's I think it's 10v10 or you know it's oh, a not even version. yeah maybe 8v8 yeah um, yeah it's, it's a different version hmm. and as a result it's not as successful um, games are more successful when the version you are playing and the esports version are identical yeah. and then the challenge is balancing for esports are balancing for everyone which Blizzard makes them the wrong choice on every single time yeah but this is why yeah. PUBG at Gamescom can be so big Job they got 100 people in there it's going to be dumb <laughs> um yeah anyway uh yeah so so that was yeah. It's got me. It's got me. Yeah, it's got me really interested. Blizzard was today as well. They revealed Junkertown, which is a new map of Overwatch. I don't care. Uh, and I, I want to mention something. Junkertown is the Australian map, right? Because it's yep. supposed to be Junkrat and mm-hmm. Roadhog. Why? Yep. Why do we always get the desert maps? We get a lot of desert. Like but, most but nobody lives places. there. Most of us live in cities and shit. Yeah. What are you going to do? Represent Australia by making yet another city? Yeah. How do you make a city Australian? Uh, lots of... Lockout laws? Uh, yeah, lots of, lots of lockout laws. Yeah. Um, um, beer. Lots of beer. Oh, yeah. Tons of beer. Mainly just beer. Maybe the map should just be a giant bar. Yeah. All right. That's a good idea. And it closes after 10. Um, well, no, you get... You just can't come in after 10. Oh, to leave. Uh, unless yeah. it's in Melbourne, then it closes after 10. Right. Yeah. Right. That's good thinking. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Think, if you think Australia, you think Outback, I guess. That's dumb. Yep. What else was there? Uh, what else is there? There was Microsoft stuff, but they didn't really show anything new in particular except for one thing uh so microsoft's were like this was their big launch of the fucking xbox one x but the only game new game they showed everything else was old the only new game they showed was jurassic world evolution yep which is like a sim building game yeah it's a theme theme park but for jurassic world I'm in two minds about this because on one hand I love the idea of making a giant Jurassic Park on the other hand the story of Jurassic Park is a story about how man's hubris bites him in the rear when he attempts to make a giant uh, giant dinosaur park so I don't know I don't feel particularly like games where you make theme parks based on dinosaurs with real dinosaurs uh, is necessarily in keeping with the spirit of the concepts, you know? Mm-hmm. It'd be like if you made a 1984 game where the goal was to blanket the entire world with, like, surveillance. Okay. You know, like, yeah, surveillance is a critical element, 
of uh, 1984, but the story isn't really about like mass producing surveillance, you know? Does that make sense? No. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, know it could be interesting. Like, how do they deal with the the Jurassic Park elements of the the theme park that goes horribly wrong? Like, is that going to be part of the game? Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, it is. Yeah. Fingers crossed. But it's being made by the roller coaster. Um, yeah. Guys, right? Yes. The roller the coaster guys. Uh, planet the, uh, Planet Coaster. Yeah. Planet Coaster. Yeah. <laughs> Which has a pretty big following behind it. That game is apparently pretty pretty good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you talked about Xbox stuff and sort of what they didn't announce, and I guess Crackdown Three is one of the big talking points of last week. Um, it's been delayed, which is strange because it was kind of one of their big new releases for the Xbox One X. And now they don't really have much else. They've got Forza. Yep. Um, but, and this is something we complained about when they first announced this thing, right? They, they're talking about all these games that they've got, but they're all upgrades, like Xbox 4K enhanced games um, or enhanced games where it's all this old stuff that's coming out or, or stuff that will be out, but there's nothing really exclusive to the console. Like you need this console to play this game. Forza's there, but that's going to be a PC game, right? Yeah. And I I dig that they're making a lot of this stuff cross-compatible. Like, you'll be able to buy, buy one on, you know, any platform, and that's cool. But for people that don't have the PC, it, it works for them. But uh, I'd still like to see some some new games out there, some, some really cool-looking games. And f- another Forza game uh, isn't going to do it for me. So yeah. maybe Crackdown might have, like, I was still interested to play. I kind of enjoyed, you know, not immensely the last one, but I, I thought it was fun. Um, and now they're at the point where it's like, all right, you can use this 4K Xbox thingy to play 4K Minecraft. And that's not a thing I want to do. Yeah. Or Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves, sea of Thieves might be pretty cool on there, but, and that they, they talked about cross compatibility with that. You'd be able to play PC and console. Um, I believe we'll be playing together, right? I saw yeah. something about that today. Yep. So that's kind of cool. But it's, yeah, again, like, what is this Xbox One X going to do on launch? It doesn't sound like it's going to do much. Yeah, basically. I, d- I don't know what the appeal is. Someone asked me on Twitter today, are you going to buy an Xbox One X? And I'm like, uh, I just spent like a bunch of money on upgrading my PC. Yeah. So no, but like I wouldn't anyway. Like there's yeah, there's no sale for me because there's no fucking games. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I only just got games for my fucking like games for my Switch. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. if that hadn't had Zelda, imagine that didn't even have Zelda. Nobody would have fucking bought it. Um, this yeah, this doesn't have anything close to Zelda. So yeah. It's yeah, it's strange, um, and a lot of the games they were talking about are like third-party stuff. Like you've got your Assassin's Creed and um, State of Decay Two. I think it was one of them they they brought out, but I don't think State of Decay is a launch title either, right? 
I think that's like next year. Yeah, I think yeah. so. It's just I don't like I don't know what they're doing. Like, Shadow of War is another game. It's just the stuff that's on available elsewhere, and they're like, yeah. hey, here's the most expensive console on the market right now. Uh, what are you going to use for it? You can use all the old back catalog stuff, and that's cool that you can buy all that. But where's the new shiny things? Yeah, it's um, yeah, you know, where's the console seller? Where's the thing that's going to make you go out and want to buy this? Mm-hmm. I just don't, or or even upgrade, upgrade like buy the new Xbox. It's just not there. There's nothing there for it. So, I think yeah. it's a they've made a huge mistake, especially by delaying, um. Like it, it's good that they're delaying Crackdown to make it better, but at the same time, they don't have anything else. Yep. It's a bit crap. Um, all right. They also announced the price for the Xbox One X um, around the world. In Australia, it's going to be $649 Australian. It'll be available in, no- in November. And I think the US price is very similar. It's about... Um, uh, $20 difference if you convert the currency so we're not getting shafted for once which yep. is good but at the same time it's still like 150 bucks more expensive than the PlayStation 4 Pro yep. um, and about $50 more expensive than the cost of the launch Xbox when it when it first went up mm-hmm. yeah alright what else we got on um so hang on, speaking of getting shafted, you see the Vive? No. Went down in price. Did it? $200 cheaper in America. Nothing here? $100. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, so it went from, uh, it was like $699 to $499 yeah. in the States. Uh, and it went from $1399 to $1299 over here. So what is it now? Six ninety nine in the US, uh, or four ninety nine? I'm not sure. Oh. Um, it was it's it's a pretty like you can now get one delivered uh, from the states for like eight hundred eight hundred and fifty. Yeah, five ninety nine. Five ninety nine. That's what it was from seven ninety nine. Uh, so, yeah, so you can get one delivered. Um from the states for cheaper than it is to buy it like buy two nearly buy the legit one <laughs> yeah here. it's ridiculous um yeah not that I'm gonna buy one but yeah still but yeah I just thought we were getting shafted a bit anyway what's yeah. next uh was there any other Gamescom stuff that you know of that you want to talk about no no I think I think there'll be more next couple of days that things kind of come out um, yep. Nate's over there checking out a bunch of EA stuff, I think. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll get him around once he's yep. home. Good plan. Talk about that sort of stuff. Um, speaking of EA stuff, Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, there was an announcement made by Bioware this week, and they're talking about how there's going to be no more single-player content. Um, they pretty much rolled out the last update for that, and they're, they're done with it. Um. The bit that's confusing about me is that we, we talked about this a month ago when all those announcements came out about how the Bioware Montreal studio was kind of dissolved and moved into with, with Jade Raid and Raymond's motive. And uh, we mentioned on there how there's going to be no more single player stuff. So 
I found it quite amusing that they a month later talked about that they're not doing single player content anymore. Like we kind of assumed that was happening, right? Yep. Hmm. Yeah, I, I had assumed pretty heavily, to be honest. Uh, I saw some complaints. I obviously haven't played it, but uh, yeah, I saw some complaints that like there are like full blown like story elements that are unfinished that people were sort of expecting would be just sort of fleshed out. Mm-hmm. That yep. will apparently not. Like it's just done. I think Mass Effect might be dead. I think we when we talked about this when we spoke about the news last month that I, I think it's at the point where there's not going to be another Mass Effect game for another five, six years at least. Yep. Yeah, um, at and least. I don't think it's going to be an Andromeda sequel. No. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, a, bit it's a bit of a bummer, right? Because <laughs> it, it is a good universe. Hmm. Anyway, yep. what else we got here? Um, while we were talking, I, I noticed that the t- Rainbow Six Siege operators were announced over um, over the last couple of hours. Oh. Um, Ubisoft have been retweeting some stuff from an hour ago, so we can talk about it now. It's on here. There's a list. So there's three new operators coming in the Blood Orchid update. The first one is Ying. From uh, Hong Kong, she's an attacker, and she's basically got, like, little uh, grenades that shoot, like, f- f- like uh, flashbangs out of them, like, f- bright lights, and can bli- blind people. Um, and she's got glasses that enable her to not be flashed, so um, quite handy for her to do that. So, she can kind of throw them into rooms as, like, a grenade and set them off and run in, um, or even throw them in and run in at the same time and have them go off. Uh, she's also got like an ability, it sounds like, to similar to Fuse, where he can pop them on the wall and sort of trigger them. So yep. that seems like another alternative to that. Um, I'm just like quickly reading through this stuff. Yeah. It's going to be the biggest update to Rainbow Six Siege they've ever done, Operation Blood Orchid is. Mm-hmm. Uh, over a thousand fixes, including hundreds of fixes to maps and lighting. Uh, optimization of operators, uh, better resolution and uh, graphics for the game, and many, many fixes to operators uh, in general. Yeah. the um, I'm reading here that Ying is able to roll the grenades on the ground, so you can roll them under barricaded doors or through drone holes, which is pretty cool. So you'd be okay. able to do that let the flash go off and then just fucking kick down the door and just run in and start destroying people. That's um, pretty cool. Sounds cool. Uh, second operator is... The next two operators are defenders. One of them is called... Um, so, these are all Hong Kong operators, actually. One of them is uh, the, the mine person. So, they'll be able to just deploy uh, mines on the ground and it seems to do like a poison effect on them. Um, there's the operator that has the the like floating drone that goes around and that kind of disrupts people. It does that visual effect where it makes them like their, their vision a bit blurry, but also it slows their movement down a bit. That's, it sounds like it's going to be something similar to that. Um, what else do they do? 
I'm just like kind of reading this. They've they've made a huge blog and there's about oh shit two thousand words. Really, just then? Uh, I think today. Yes. No. It will not hit the live servers until the fifth of September. Oh, okay. That's not far away. It's a week. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, no, it's a week long. I think it was supposed to hit next week. Oh, okay. And it's been delayed for another week. Yep. It's supposed to hit before the end of this month, but it will not be out until the 5th of September, I think. That's that's pretty interesting, mm. but it's okay. Yeah, so he's got these... The, the mines are like traps, it sounds like. Right. Yeah. Um, cool. All right, and the third guy is also a mine person. <laughs> They've got proximity mines. Um... Uh, Proximity concussion mines, which can be thrown to walls, ceilings, and floors. When they detonate, uh, ends up stunning enemies, disrupting their hearing. All right, maybe this is what... I'm confused now. This sounds like the same one as the other one. So the other one has a poison needle, which causes their visual distortion. Sort of like a swampy, queasy filter, it says. And does damage over time as the needle remains in your leg. Ah, so right. it shoots like poison darts out. Okay. Sort of like the eraser grenade, right? But with darts? Hmm. Is it? I don't know. Uh, attackers can fight through the distortion or they can follow an on-screen prompt to remove the needle from their leg, lowering their gun and leaving them vulnerable in the process. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we've got some similar, like these two sound a bit similar. They do... One yep. like a poison dart effect. The other one's like a distortion thing. Um, I guess that allows you to set up. Uh, and it's something we saw while we were watching the, the tournament is that setting up traps for people behind you as well. Right. Yeah, like, okay. like pushing into an area and then having uh, like having a, a landmine, not a landmine. Uh, what are they called? Um, Claymore mine sort of protecting one area but but these guys are defenders so they'll have them set up in in some pretty cool places especially if you can put them anywhere like walls ceilings that sort of thing um it means you've kind of got to be more aware of your surroundings it's not like the frost traps where it's like all right i'm about to drop through a window i have to make sure there's no trap on the floor it's one of those things where you have to look pretty much anywhere so yeah i don't know it sounds cool i'd like to see how they work yeah, in yeah, I'm definitely going to jump in in September now, but yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> going to jump in. Yeah. All right, and the last one is Australian pizza lovers to score free copies of Final Fantasy 15 <laughs> with Domino's. I got this press release today uh-huh. and I was very confused. Uh, yeah, so was I. Um, I was like, this is why I was talking about pizza. This is why I was okay. talking about pizza because of this, but... Um, yeah, they're um, they're doing some sort of deal where they, yeah, if you buy pizza, you get a copy of Final Fantasy fourteen. It's an odd one because I figure, right, you would, it's it's the complete edition. You get the full fucking thing. So if you buy, it's like fifty bucks, and you get three pizzas, a garlic bread, and like <laughs> this is a new low for us, Job. Or whatever, <laughs> selling pizza. 
Listen, yeah. if KFC ever got back to me, right, the chicken challenge would be back on and we'd be fucking sponsored, baby. No, it's the full version, though. That's crazy. No, my thing is, right, wouldn't the people who would be interested in Final Fantasy-related pizza already have Final Fantasy fourteen? Right? Maybe. Anyway, it includes... Uh, they've made a special, the Chocobo Chow Pizza. Oh. as chicken, pineapple, capsicum, mushrooms, onion, and spring onion. Two types of onions, baby. No, I wanted to bring this one up. Chicken and pineapple is the superior version of the ham and pineapple pizza. I'm sorry, but it is. Chicken and pineapple on pizza is way better than ham and pineapple on pizza. Hmm. I'm just, I'm throwing it out there. Chicken and ham and pineapple, or chicken and bacon and pineapple, though. Chicken and bacon and pineapple. That's the best. That's the best version of pizza. Not the best version of pizza, but it's the best version of, you know, the pineapple-based pizza. Okay. That's all I'm talking about. It's not the best pizza. The best pizza is obviously pepperoni um, with anchovies on it. But otherwise, you know, yeah. They've renamed some of the other pizzas as well. Barbecue Meat Lovers is called Moogle's Meat Lovers. Uh, not very creative. Vegerama is called Curious Cactuar, which to me flies in the face of what vegetarianism is really about because cactuars appear to be sentient plants. And vegetarians, I assume, most of the time are eating it for you know ethical reasons so eating a sentient plant wouldn't really um, dodge any of the issues that they have about the concepts supreme is now called stormblood supreme which is just not very creative and hawaiian is now called heavenswood hawaiian stormblood and heavenswood are uh, heavenswood are the expansions for final fantasy 14 okay so why would you why not just order the regular pizzas you don't get a free copy of the fucking game. So you have to order the pizza mogul pizzas. Um, I don't think you do. I think you just have to buy three pizzas hmm. in this gaming pizza and gaming bundle. Okay. So we've got get a copy. 50 bucks for three pizzas, a garlic bread and a drink, plus yep. the game. The game goes for, what, 25 bucks? Yep. So you're paying 25 bucks for pizzas, three pizzas and a drink. A garlic yep. bread. That's all right. It's not bad. It's not too bad. As long yeah. as you can get the Chocobo channel mm. as one of those pizzas. Okay. But at the same time, mm. Final Fantasy 15 Online has a subscription fee, right? Final Fantasy 14 Online. Oh, is it 14? Yeah. All right. 14 Online. I said 15 before. Um, yeah. Does that have a subscription fee? Like a monthly fee? I don't think it does. You're crazy. It's got to be. It's an online multiplayer game. Um, most of them don't anymore. Mm. Okay. I'm checking. They're, I'm opening things. Their page. Uh, no, maybe they're maybe not. Just, I don't know. Complete edition comes with the game, both expansions. Oh, wow. Maybe the complete edition costs a lot more it says 60 bucks here oh it does too and you get a free a 30 day free play maybe you do have to fucking subscribe oh this is how they get people oh okay yeah it's like 15 bucks a month yeah 
Wellity, wellity, wellity. <laughs> Some dodgy shit going on here. Some stuff, man. I think we've just cracked it, Job. All I'm saying is that the delicious 11 herbs and spices combination on the original chicken at KFC would never try to pull such a stunt, such a stunt like this. Hmm. You know, KFC would never stoop this low. Because KFC, with its low, low prices of... Yeah. <laughs> delicious chicken. $10 for 15 chicken wings. Uh, for 15 wicked, wicked wings. wings. Yeah. Deal available right now. Yeah. Uh, Use the coupon yeah. gap. They at, would at, never do such at entry. No. Um, yeah, so the, the Final Fantasy fourteen online complete edition bundle is $53 USD on Steam. It's insane. So, might as well just go get free pizza. Free pizza, baby. Free pizza. That sounds pretty good. At some point, they're paying you to eat pizza. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Yep. I'd do it. Yep. We might. We should do it this weekend, Joe, when we watch the uh, fight. Good idea. Fuck all the food that the girls are making. We're just pizza. That will very much upset the ladies <laughs> making a lot of food. Uh, but hey, we get free Final Fantasy. You know, no. What's even better? Firestorm actually sent us a picture of this on our Discord. But that, oh. that $10 for 15 Wicker Wings bucket is for real, man. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We could get 15 Wicked Wings for 10 bucks. Uh, we should do that. We could spend $100 and get 150 fucking Wicked Wings. They should do a deal. Maybe we've talked about this where you get the Wicked Wings and PUBG. Have we Amazing. talked about this? We haven't, but... I've said too much. Idea. I've said too much. You're not supposed to reveal that yet. Yeah. Um, so you get that chicken dinner. The chicken dinner. You get the PUBG. For fifty dollars, for $50, you get 7,000 Wicked Wings. <laughs> That's too and many. A copy of PUBG. No, is it? Um, 7,000 popcorn chickens. Chicken popcorns. Uh, I don't think they're quantifiable, to be honest. You probably get, like, in a bucket of 15 Wicked Wings, you probably fit, like, 100. Easy. No, more than 100. Like, 200. Popcorn, popcorn chickens? Chicken popcorns, Yeah. Yeah, man. Nah, you're crazy. I reckon. I reckon you could. I want to find out now. Yeah. I want to go down to KFC. I just really want to go to KFC. <laughs> we were supposed to eat it the other fucking night, Luke, and then <laughs> we had Hungry Jacks instead. I don't. I don't mind Fuck. Hungry Jacks. I like it. I don't they- mind it either. But it wasn't KFC, and I had geared myself up for some KFC. <laughs> All right, well, we'll get that on I Friday. Had it so long. On Sunday, we'll do pizza. We'll do Wicked Wings. Yep. And we won't tell anybody about... I'm going to get a bucket of fucking popcorn chickens. Okay. I'm going to count them. <laughs> right. I'm going to find out how many popcorns fit in a bucket. But No, you have to guess before you count them. And then if you guess correctly, you get the bucket free. And a yes. copy of PUBG. And a copy of PUBG. That is good thinking. Yeah. The chicken right. challenge. And that's the challenge. That's the challenge in the chicken challenge. Genius. Yeah. Excellent. Anyway, let's do some questions. All right, let's do some questions. What do we got? Uh, Monkey Magic writes this one. He wrote this just just after we finished last week's podcast. Um, Hi, guys. What are the games you keep going back to? The old favorites. I'm waiting for Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. So I'm currently playing some old favorites, Diablo 3, Minecraft, TF2, and some emulator classics. 
Luke, is there anything you keep going back to? Do not say PUBG. Dota? You don't go back to... You don't play Dota anymore. Yeah, I've played some Dota. When do you play Dota? Uh, Every once in a while, I jump in and play... Usually, it's pretty late at night when everyone's in bed. I don't know. Like our group goes to bed quite early. You you go to bed at about nine. It's a bit weird, but whatever. <laughs> um, some of the other guys disappear about twelve thirty, one o'clock on weekends, and then usually I'm left by myself. I'm like, all right, fair enough. So I'll jump in and play some um, Dota sometimes, or that sort of thing. But yeah, yep. I'll, I'll f- figure out. There's some other. There's some other stuff to go to. Um, I'll have a look through my list and I'll let you know. Yeah. All right. Good, good thinking. Uh, mine are Hearthstone, which I keep saying I'm going to quit and then I go back to like a month later. Uh, I'm going to quit forever and then I go back to it a month later. But um, yeah, Hearthstone and uh, FIFA. FIFA, I play... Uh, I don't know. Almost... I'd say I play it almost weekly, but I don't really play it. I just have a game. So it's almost like I'm just keeping the fucking skills alive because I know some someday some motherfucker's gonna like you know if you're a like if you're an old wild like Wild West gunslinger mm-hmm. right and uh, you you know you're you're too old for that life you know not many gunslingers get to grow old Luke hmm. I don't know if you know this but many of them die young that's the tragedy of the the character archetype is that a lot of them die young but uh you know if you manage to make it to be old it's because you were carefuler than a lot of the other gunslingers you you know you are on on points a lot more of the time but uh it does make you a ripe target you know everyone wants to shot everyone wants a shot at, at the kid at billy the kid or jesse james or whatever and uh yeah you know so if you are one of these old gunslingers as i am at fifa uh an old legend uh people will you got to be ready people will challenge you they'll be like oh you're not that good joe and you'll i'll say something like yeah i haven't really played it that much but uh, lately but you know I'm pretty sure I could probably beat you. Actually, that's not how I talk. I say, fuck off. I'd smash you. I would fucking smash you. You know I'd smash you. Don't be fucking ridiculous. I'm better than you. Everyone knows I'm better than you. I'm better than everyone you know as well. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Let's not even talk about it. Anyway, uh, and then, you know, you have to you have to back it up. And hmm. so, as as an old gunslinger, got to be able to back it up. So, you got to keep practicing. So yeah, I play yeah. that sort of in my downtime. Yeah, I'd love, cool. I'd love for the same version. I reckon if the an identical version to the PlayStation version of FIFA, if that came out on the Switch, and it's not going to, but if that did happen, uh, I'd probably play the fuck out of it. I'd play the fuck out of it because I'd be able to knock out a game while I was on the toilet. Well, I'd be able to knock out like a quarter of a game while I was on the toilet. I, I'm not like. I'm not, like, infirm. I'm not yeah. spending my time on the toilet. But, like, I'd be able to knock out a bunch of a game and then I'd continue to finish that game. Yeah. And so I'd probably play a lot more FIFA if I could play it on the toilet. But seeing how I can't, I don't play as much. All right. Yeah, fair enough. Yep. Um, Monkey Magic brought up Diablo. That was something yeah. we keep going back to, Diablo 3. 
I don't think we do. I was I, like, I was going to say that before I started talking about the Wild West, and I realised that. Well, I I don't think I do. I think I have real troubles going back to Diablo three now, because every time I go to load it up to play with Racy or whatever, I'm like, ah, I could, or I could not. Hmm. I think PUBG's taken away a lot of that time. But but that was a game we were going to. That's true. Like, every once in a while, we'd fire it up, check out the new season, what was going on. Yeah. Maybe another big update. Rainbow, Rainbow, I'm going to 100% get back into with the next update. But I don't think it's an old old classic or anything. Hmm. Um, he, He mentioned, like, Team Fortress 2. And one of the games I keep wanting to go back and checking out is Left 4 Dead. Like, Left 4 Dead 2. I just yeah. want to, I don't know, I feel like just jumping in one night and just going through some of those campaigns and just playing it. I don't have a keys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm played in forever. We might even be able to get enough people to get some of that PvP shit going on. Hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. Good uh, question, Monkey. Yep, question. Next question, Miracle. Job, will you stream PUBG so that I can watch your driving skills somehow plummet from where <laughs> they are now? That, that is implied. Uh, if not... Luke, will you stream when you play with Job so he can sponta- spontaneously combust as he enters cars? You know, because he suffers when people watch him play Hearthstone. I only suffer when people watch me play Hearthstone because I'm intensely aware of the fact that I make shitty plays constantly and that makes me think more about how shitty my plays are and then I make more shitty plays. I get into a loop of shitty plays. Actually, I do actually get worse, I think, when, I, when I'm the last person alive and I know everyone's spectating me in PUBG, <laughs> yeah. I think I get worse. Yeah. Because okay. I, can, I can hear you guys putting yourselves on mute so that I, like, I can't hear the size <laughs> when I fuck up some like easy shot or whatever. <laughs> yep. so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joe's potatoing again. Just potatoing. They used the they used that phrase potatoing a yeah. lot. Huh? I've never heard it before. I wasn't a fan of it. Yeah, honestly. quite a lot. Pota- we use potato in Rainbow Six to make fun of someone's shitty computer, right? Yeah, not shitty play. That's ridiculous. Anyway, um, Redzion writes. I recently watched the Sydney Overwatch World Cup, which was aired on 7 Mate. What I, from what I've heard, the coverage was filled with ad breaks in the middle of matches. Do esports need to change to be more palatable for commercial TV coverage, i.e. shorter or fixed length matches, long breaks in between? That is a fantastic question. That's one that I have been wrestling with. And mm. it's one reason why I think Rocket League has enormous potential. Uh, because it is one of those games where you could have 10 minutes a game, not even that, you could have like seven minutes a game, uh, and then go to an ad break and come back and, you know, the game stops during the ad break. Mm-hmm. And you could even like work it in as a strategic thing where teams can chat during that downtime or whatever. Yeah. Uh, have it like a forced timeout. Stuff like, like that. basketball. Like basketball, yes. Um, could you do it in other games? I don't know. I think it'd be really difficult. Um, like, because uh, I've wondered a couple of times while watching the Dota, actually, mm-hmm. whether or not you could, like, whether or not a strategic pause on either side would be, you know, a, a viable thing. And I don't think it would be 
It's not good for the good. game. I don't think it'd be good because, you know, the, the potential to use it, I mean, you could obviously do it in a way like where you can manage it so that, you know, it can't be used in the middle of a team fight or whatever the fuck. And like, because it's all software based, you could actually code it in to recognize yep. situations where it wasn't allowed. Yeah, man. that could be hard coded into the game, but I still don't think that it would necessarily be, you know, uh, good for the game because I think it would still uh, ruin the momentum in yep. general. And I think momentum is one of those things that games like MOBAs in particular need because you are like the the path that the game takes is building towards something you're building towards that sort of inevitable team fight uh or that inevitable base raid or whatever the fuck um and i think you need like uh, i don't obviously you can just come in late and watch games late but yeah otherwise you need like the the rest you just wouldn't watch i think pauses before during the laning phase and shit would sort of make the laning phase feel sort of dull. It'd be like, uh, yeah, okay, I'm just not really going to pay much attention mm. until the first timeout or whatever the fuck, you know? I feel it would turn it into that sort of game. It would turn it into section... It would section the game up into the very obvious phases that it exists in. Yeah, and games like that last between 15 minutes to an hour and a half. Like you, there's no yeah. set time. It's not like a, a soccer match or a basketball match where you know how long the game is going to run, roughly. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. And even just like downtime, right? Of of not not knowing when you can go to ad breaks or that sort of stuff. Like, I think there are ways of doing it, but it's difficult with esports being so big on like the twitch side or viewing it online yep um yeah you'd need a lot of changes to come into effect for it to to work live on a mainstream audience shit think about the rainbow six thing we were watching with all the breakups that i have in the tech difficulties yeah it just wasn't it was it was really bad for the viewing experience mm -hmm. and probably bad for the momentum of the players as well uh yeah i don't know on the on the other hand, yeah, in between rounds, I suppose you could do it. Yep. Um, do esports need the question? Like the direct question: Do esports need to change to be more palatable for commercial TV coverage? Gut reaction is no. Will some of them? Uh, yes, I think they will. Or someone will work out a format where they can be broadcast on commercial television without impacting the viewing experience. But to do it on commercial television uh, without those ad, ad changes, <laughs> like, no, I mean, to, to show something like the Overwatch World Cup without making any amendments to accommodate the nature of the game itself, uh, that's fucking dumb. That is so dumb. You can't you can't show you can't just cut out action so you can inject some fucking ads. That is the, a ridiculous way hmm. to go about doing that shit. That's the wrongest way to go about doing it. Um, but yeah. Anyway, 
Good questions. Good questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's uh, it, right? Yep. We. All right. Well, let's wrap things up. Um, you can find this show, The Gap, on iTunes, Android, and the Windows Store. Uh, you can also find it under the GA Podcast. If you search for that, it'll pop up. Uh, if you rate and review the show, it helps other people find it, which is really cool for us because more people means we can do bigger and better things, Joe. Totally. Yep. Um, you can also email us questions as well at our email address, which is the GA Podcast at gmail.com or any questions or anything at all you want to ask us, you can do that. Um, otherwise, you can jump onto our Discord page, which is the gapodcast.com slash Discord. You can ask questions on there, um, jump in and just have a general chat if you want or play video games with us. There's um, a lot of people online that, that do that. We've currently got no one playing anything at the moment, which is a bit Sorry. weird. Yep. Because usually there is people in there. Maybe you've True. made them all leave, Joe, because you're so angry all the time. It's, it's possible. Could be possible. Um, cool. So you can do that. Otherwise, you can find our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash GA podcast. We're at twitter.com slash the GA podcast or our website, which is gapodcast.com, has all the links to all those things we just talked about. And all that is made possible thanks to our patreon members which is patreon.com slash the ga podcast if you want to help support this show um helps us put this on every week so we greatly appreciate everyone that does that thank you very much um that's the show yeah, Joe. thank you that's it, it. Went, went, a bit, went a bit long today two and a half hours that's pretty good got a lot of things that's, to talk about that's a good one that is a good one fuck yeah it's yeah. getting us getting towards the end of the year where things are happening that's true. There is a convention on right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, next week, we'll be talking about, um, looks like Mario and Rabbids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that, that will be happening. I think that's out like early next week. I think you are correct. Yeah. So we'll be able to talk about it by then. Nice. A- and um, maybe see if we can drag Nate on if he's home and feeling up to it. Good idea. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks, everyone, listening. Let's go get that chicken dinner. Yep. Enjoy your pizza, everyone. Enjoy your pizza.